So this episode is all about communication. Communication is essential for your success, both in business and in life. And so if you think that communication is an area where you can improve, you don't want to miss this episode. We're going to talk about some of the key concepts for you becoming a better communicator. And we're going to put one concept into play that I have, I have not heard anyone else talk about in terms of increasing your ability to be a great communicator. As an engineering leader, you know firsthand that achieving work-life balance can be hard. Many business owners struggle with the balance between their personal lives and their work. This leads to stress and a feeling of regret. But that's not the case for the listeners of the Engineer Your Success podcast with Dr. James Bryant. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. Tune in. Let's engineer your success today. Welcome to Engineer Your Success with Dr. James Bryant. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. Today's conversation is all about communication and is absolutely essential for success. If you cannot communicate, you can't succeed. Point blank, drop the mic. There's nothing else to be said. If you cannot communicate, you can't succeed. Now, I really think that engineers like you and I, we get a bad rap. There's a stereotype that says we're not good communicators. That, my friend, is just not necessarily true. I get the general saying, and I really think that whoever thought that up had to be a non-engineer. If you have a room full of engineers, you will absolutely be amazed at how much conversation there are about their technical specialties or topics. If you've ever been to a conference, you've ever been to any kind of trade show or trade communication that is specifically geared towards engineers, it's amazing the amount of communication that's absolutely going on. And this is true, actually, for all professions, whether you're talking about accountants, engineers, lawyers, manufacturing professionals, we are really at home when we're around people that have a similar technical background. Where most people are challenged when it comes to communication is when they have to communicate to people outside of their technical area. That's where most people, not just engineers, really suffer from not being able to communicate. So some of the things that we're going to cover today, we're going to provide a definition of effective communication. We're going to talk about how to communicate or how to identify, actually, if you are not a good communicator. What are some of the skills, essential skills for good communication? And what is, in my opinion, this is my opinion, the number one skill that you have to develop so that you will not limit your ability to be a good communicator. This podcast is sponsored by Banowitz Marketing. Banowitz Marketing helps family businesses thrive through custom marketing direction and implementation by a team of experts working in their areas of giftedness. They provide services in marketing direction, search engine optimization, graphic design, Facebook ads, copywriting, website design, and much more. There's a dedicated page that's designed for the listeners of the Engineer Your Success podcast. Go to that page, bandwidthmarketing.com slash James. You can also use a coupon code James to get three free hours of local design or redesign work with your purchase of any product. 
Growing a business is hard. Bandwidth Marketing provides an action plan and expert help so that your family business can thrive. Engineers communicate with many different people for a variety of reasons, from a brief conversation with a vendor or an email to a coworker. Effective communication is key to success. They need to be able to share their ideals and solutions with a team that you work with, right? So you're building this project together. You need to be able to communicate things to the designer. You need to be able to communicate things through your design drawings out into the field. So all of the things that we do require effective communication. And you know that effective communication is not just one way. It's not just you pushing information out but it's also the ability to listen and receive information back in. So effective communication improves relationships, whether that's relationship with your coworker or at home with your friends or your spouse. From a career perspective, it really does accelerate your career progression and it establishes and maintains good relationships with vendors and clients and key principals and owners when they're looking at people within their firm, good communication skills, an engineer that has good communication skills, it's one of the things that will catch their attention and it may fast track your progression in your career. So effective communication is defined as a verbal speech or other methods of relaying information that gets a point across, but also provides understanding. If a person doesn't understand really where you're coming from and what you're communicating, then in my opinion, you cannot define that as being effective. So there's one way that you can gauge if communication is hitting or missing the mark. And it's kind of encapsulated, you know, by this, that communication is not what you think. Communication is not measured by your intent. Communication is not even measured by the words that you say, the actual words that you say or the intent behind the words. But communication is absolutely measured by the response that you get back from the intended recipient. So as a communicator, it is your job to determine what works best for the person that you're communicating to. Now, you may say, hey, James, that's not fair. Why does that responsibility fall on me? It's not my fault that they don't get it or they didn't get it. There are always going to be exceptions to the rule, right? And they're going to be extreme cases that no matter how you package things, no matter how you say things, no matter how you communicate them, that people are not going to get it. But in my opinion, you know, 90% of the time, I would even say 99% of the time, that responsibility for communicating falls on the communicator. So who's the blame if you, your firm puts in a proposal and it's not accepted, right? The technical review team, they didn't rate your proposal highly. So is that your engineer's fault, your proposal team's fault? Is it the fault of the client reviews team? Whose responsibility does that fall under? I mean, if it's your firm, your proposal, then it has to fall under the responsibility of what you have control over. You don't have control over the client review team, but you absolutely have control over what was put into that proposal and the inputs that went into getting the information for the proposal. You know, one of the things that, I like to say, and if you've heard, you may have heard me talk about this in the past, not on this podcast, this is probably the first time that I'm going to talk about it here, is everything that I needed to know about communication, both in business and in life, I learned in the first three years of marriage. So, so why do I say this? My wife and I, my wife is great, by the way, I've been married for 17 years. It'll be, it's 18, it'll be 18 years in October. But when we first got married, you know, we came together 
And we had two totally, I mean, absolute, totally different styles of providing and receiving communication. And so I had to learn ways to really listen intently to what she was saying. I had to learn ways to really package the information of what I was trying to communicate in the way that she was able to actually understand it, get the point, as I said, in the definition of effective communication, to deliver that message, to get the point, but also to make sure that the recipient has some understanding of that. And it it wasn't easy. It was not easy. But what I had to learn to do was to adapt my communication style to a style that was where I was able to communicate what I needed to her. And the same thing happened on her end. This is not a one-way adaptation, but it was two ways. But some of the skills that I worked on and learned, you know, was really active listening. So I'm listening, I'm being fully present there in the moment. This also really requires you to listen to understand, not to respond. A lot of times we're in conversations and you're listening to people, but you don't really hear what they're saying. You're listening and you're listening and you're listening and you're okay, all right, come on, come on, because I need to make this point. I don't want to lose my point. So maybe we jump in and we interrupt. Maybe we just really totally don't hear what they're saying because we're so focused on making our point that we miss the whole point of communication and listening to understand, not just to respond. Being fully present In that conversation means that you're cutting off all distractions. So no football game, no phone, no website, nothing. You know, you're really tuning everything out so that you can tune into that conversation. This podcast is brought to you by Better You For You, a boutique leadership training and peak performance coaching firm where we help engineers achieve success both in business and in life. For more information about upcoming webinars, workshops, and our coaching programs, please visit www.betteryouforyou.com. That's www.betteryouforyou.com. Another thing that helped me was to really be curious. And so being curious is that I'm asking questions that will help provide me greater understanding, not necessarily to make a particular point. So my questions are more illuminating, more, hey, I really want to understand. I'm really into this. It helps me understand how to respond. It helps me understand how to move forward. But it's just really approaching it from a position of curiosity and not judgment. And then the number one tool for me at the time was really packaging the message. And so the message or the content of your communication, it has to be packaged in a way that that person that you're communicating to can actually receive it. So all of these skills are useful and important and they're needed. But there's one term as I've been thinking about this that really encapsulates what I think is required for effective communication. And in order for you to be an effective communicator, you have to be a good translator. You have to be able to translate what you're saying into a language that can be received and understood by the person you're communicating to. Now, We are not talking about communicating between English and Spanish or English and Italian. But when you start thinking about the fact that people communicate, whether it's giving or receiving communication in different ways, it is kind of like a different language. And you have to learn how to be a translator 
of that person's language to your language and of your language to the language that you're communicating to. So, you know, you can absolutely work on being present, actively listening, listening to understand and being curious and thinking about how you're going to package the message. But when I think about how I'm packaging the content, I'm thinking about how, what does it look like? What does it feel like? But when I think about the contents of the package, you know, I think that that content has to be understood and being a translator or being able to translate the information is one of the key things that I think we don't really talk about, but we should. So I was watching Star Trek Discovery the other day. Any of our Star Trek fans, any Trekkies that are out there, hit me up. So I was watching Star Trek Discovery the other day. And in this episode, the computer was being infected by some type of virus. And that virus basically immobilized the universal communicator. So if you're not familiar with Star Trek, in Star Trek, you have all of these people, all of these different races from people from other planets, other species that are there. And they have these universal translators that allow these people to translate and communicate. So it communicates flawlessly. A person speaks in their language. The translator takes that information and communicates it in a language that the recipient can absolutely understand. Well, in this story, the virus was impacting the translator. And so people were trying to talk to each other and they were speaking in other languages. People were looking at the computer consoles and it was in another language. And you can absolutely believe that it was chaos, absolute chaos on the bridge and everywhere in the ship. Now, think about that in the context of what we're talking about, right? If you can't communicate what you have to say, if you're speaking a totally different language, how can you expect for the other person to understand? And again, I take it as your responsibility as the communicator to be able to craft that message, to translate your ideas, to translate what it is that you want to say in a way that the person you're communicating to is going to be able to receive it. So listen, how does this help you in business? I think you can understand how this helps you in life and your personal relationships. I talked about the relationship that I have with my wife. So if you're putting these skills in place, in work, right? In business, you're effectively listening to your clients, understanding what their problems are as they begin to articulate that to you. You're asking them, you're finding out more information, you're understanding what are the unique issues that they're facing and what are some of the other challenges that they have to face. You're able to then use that information to communicate your understanding of their issues, but also you can craft the solution that you provide in a way that addresses their problem. And you can only do that if you're able to effectively listen, if you're able to then translate what you hear into what it is that your product, your service can offer to help solve that problem. We are all in the business of solving problems. So the better you are at being able to communicate the problem that you solve and how the solutions that you provide solve that problem, then the better off you're gonna be both in business and in life. Listen, there's a lot more that we're going to cover over the course of this podcast about communication. I'm not going to cover everything today, but what I will say is that as you grow in your ability to communicate professionally, don't forget to grow in your ability to communicate in your personal life. In the same way, I would say it goes the other way. If you're growing in your ability to communicate in your personal life, you're learning to open up, you're learning to be more communicative and more curious, just take a second and apply those same tools, those same processes, those same ideas to your communication at work 
and you will absolutely see improved relationships at work. You'll absolutely see a better teamwork with your teams and you're absolutely will improve your efficiency. And I believe that you'll have greater and more profitable outcomes. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it. And a select group of people actually follow through and do it. My goal and purpose of this podcast is to help you be part of that select group, which follows through and execute. Hey, have a great week. Thank you for listening to Engineer Your Success with Dr. James Bryant. Do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it and a small fraction of people actually do it. I believe that you can have success both in business and in life and it's my passion to guide you on your path to engineering your success. Thanks.